I'm Alfonso Mendoza, host of the My Ed Tech Life podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovated. I'm so excited for today because I met my new best friend, to quote Stephanie here today. We're going to talk about going one-to-one and then what today. So, Stephanie, first off, are you guys one-to-one? And once you got one-to-one, then what did you do if you are one-to-one? Um, yeah, so we are one-to-one. We first went one-to-one with our middle schools, and I was a teacher this year. So I didn't have all the stress of like a tech director or a tech coach um, dealing with multiple teachers. All I had to worry about was myself um, and hearing teachers complain around me, um, but I was not responsible for that yet. <laughs> and so when we went to one-to-one, it was like, I wanna say five years ago. And then the following year, it went so well that the board approved it to go the whole district, um, which was really awesome to watch. And that's the year that I did become um, a tech coordinator and I was responsible to help teachers grow. So I was in the then what stage. So they had all the devices, we had internet up and running and then what? Um, Teachers at first were like, oh, this is sparkly and new and shiny. And how am I gonna use, I wanna use Pear Deck. And I would go in and be like, well, what's your lesson goal? Like, what are you teaching? And we really had to focus on what's your goal for the lesson and what tool is going to work best for that. Um, Because some tools won't work best. And I feel like that has kind of gone down a little. (laughs) Um, There's still, you know, different things like Jamboard. I was talking with a teacher today and he's like, I love Jamboard. I use it all the time. And then he said, I have this problem in my classroom. And I just looked at him and I go, well, why aren't you using Pear Deck? Because Pear Deck would have been a better solution for that issue that you're explaining to give students feedback and to see every single student's screen. And so having conversations with teachers, I love problem solving with them. And when they're real and like, I have this problem, well, you're probably not using the right tool. So that's the then what, Lance? Yeah, well, but Jamboard's the new cool thing that's on the block and everybody's got to use that for everything that we possibly can. You know, Pear Deck's old news now. No, Pear Deck's great. We love, we love Pear Deck. Well, Pear Deck so, is new to him. He had no, yeah. like oh, I never okay. even heard of it. So. I'm excited to try that with them. So Stephanie, you guys were one-to-one before the pandemic. Is that what I understood? Yeah. Yeah. We okay. were, I would say four years. Um, so, so, so we, so we were also, okay. And, and I feel like that we were at a little bit of an advantage being at one-to-one before the pandemic, uh, now, but we were one-to-one with iPads, iMacs, uh, with, um, um, iPod or iPads, I said iPads are right, iPads, iMacs, Chromebooks, uh, and PC devices. So we had a mixture of everything beforehand. And what we actually did was once the pandemic hit, we went one-to-one just with Chromebooks uh, because I'm sure our listeners out there know that Chromebooks are the easiest to manage. And we knew that sending students home with a device, we were going to need to be able to get them apps and websites and things like that uh, so we could create district bookmarks. Uh, in their their Chrome environment, and it was just easier for us to do it with Chromebooks. Now, the problem that we had was when we saw this coming in March, we started ordering right in March to to get these Chromebooks and things like that, and we didn't get our Chromebooks in until like August, and I'll be honest with you, we put another order in in like August, and we just started getting those this week, so uh, our Chromebooks that we were supposed to be getting, you know, it's taking like six months now to get those, 
so the and then what uh we started training we we trained a lot of our teachers but google classroom came to the forefront and everybody you know that didn't know how to use google classroom it's like teach me how to use google classroom because every we required every teacher in our district to have that so we started doing a lot of training on that and i don't know about you but i started uh, becoming like Brad Paisley famous online because everybody wanted me to do a training. And I know you did too with the GEG. Uh, we were doing training on top of training on top of training. And then me, it was Canvas also. It was ViewSonic. It was everything. So uh, I should have lost weight because I feel like I'm stretched thin. But hey, I hadn't yet. It's a mind thin. Your, your mind stretched thin because you're not remembering things. Oh. It's not in your well. weight. <laughs> well, like, like, like to, like to get on Slack and talk to you guys and all that, right? I, I keep forgetting to do that. And, and when I do, y'all aren't online because y'all are in bed, I think. But anyways, that brings us to our guests today. Uh, we have David and Sarah joining us today. Now, this is kind of a first for us here on the show. We've got two guests that's joining us today. They are in the same school district in the lower southern part of Illinois. Uh, they're coming to us from a low-income district, and they're going to talk to us today about how they went one-to-one in their district and how they were able to do that. So welcome, Sarah and David. Uh, Sarah is a Innovation Lab uh, facilitator, and David is a distance learning teacher slash kind of like me, does a lot of things, wears a lot of different hats. Thank you. Welcome to the show today. Tell us today about how you went one-to-one and then what you did after that. Sure. Um, so we are in a small school district in Marissa, Illinois, which is very close to Belleville, Illinois. And what happened in our situation was we wanted to go one-to-one. It was the summer. Uh, we had big plans of going one-to-one. The pandemic hit prior to purchasing then everything got pushed off, just like Lance and Stephanie have both said. And, uh, so we had about two weeks to get our entire district up and running. And in that two weeks, that two weeks encompassed, uh, going from Google Classroom and Seesaw, that was our, our other big learning management system we use with the Littles. We focused on those two. Uh, we spent those two weeks getting everybody up and running and comfortable with that. And uh, then all of a sudden, our then what was, okay, so now I know how to use this. So what am I supposed to do with this? And I feel like, and I, I think Sarah can speak to this as well. I feel like since that time in August, uh, this has been a school year full of us kind of figuring out those then what's for everybody. I honestly can say, I know, and Sarah can can speak to this as well. I feel confident in saying that I have worked with everybody from preschool and figuring how to make preschool lesson plans all the way to our driver's ed instructor. This week, I was just with our driver's ed instructor trying to figure out how we can make a online test for his kids who are remote, who are doing driver's uh, instruction. So it's been a, been a big challenge. So Sarah, anything else you want to add or uh, mention? No, I hate using that up pretty well i mean it's just been kind of you know, learning as you go yeah so so sarah how does what what is your role uh there's the innovation lab uh what what is your role in the the distance learning or remote learning that you guys have going on um like for me for myself or for helping yeah. other teachers yeah yeah so what well, what are both what are, what are you doing and then what are you doing with uh to help the teachers well, so what I'm doing for our remote, so about half of our kids, well, a little more than half of our kids are in person, but then we have a handful that are remote. So I have a, um, a Google calendar with all of their assignments on there each day. And basically I just record the lessons I'd be doing in the classroom. Right now we're working on digital citizenship. Um, and then I have different assignments for them to complete that I list on the Google calendar since we are um, our K through two I believe is doing Seesaw and then three through six is doing Google Classroom. So it is a little difficult to have like a common platform for them. So that's why I opted for Google Calendar 
um, to do that. And then as far as helping the other teachers, like if Dave's over at the high school, then I kind of try to jump in wherever needed just to help, um, you know, facilitate instruction or, you know, record those lessons um, remotely or, you know, help troubleshoot with different teachers. Awesome. And Sarah, was your job um, there prior to COVID as the, in the innovation? Yes, I actually started um, last year was my first year getting my feet wet with the innovation STEM stuff. And did it change quickly with COVID or would you say? Um, I mean, I just kind of jumped in. I'm pretty knowledgeable with a lot of this stuff. So I just jumped in to help wherever I could. You know, we kind of needed all hands on deck. And that was kind of a mutual understanding, I think, at our district. Um, and just, you know, I have a skill set that I think I could help um, our teachers in a, you know, period of crisis. So that's what I did. And one big thing that we did right after one-to-one -one was pushing teachers to become Google certified. Um, so looking at like the level one and level two exams, we really pushed the level one more so than like level two in trainer. Um, did anyone else do that? Yeah, that's been a big goal that we've had. We actually, as of a year ago, uh, Sarah and I were the only two level ones and I believe she had her two and I had her two and then I, I'm a trainer as well and she actually just applied for trainer so and I'm sure we'll find out she'll get it very soon but uh so a year ago it was just pretty much the two of us and then as of today we probably have close to half our faculty and staff at least level one if not level two and so it's been a, it's been a big deal for us to kind of push those out uh, May with the Google Trainer program has been wonderful and helping support us in that process. And it's been really big because I think having the opportunity to get certified, you take some ownership in your in your learning and your, uh, you know, the skill acquisition that you're getting. And so we've kind of approached it from that perspective with them saying, hey, guys, look, it's not required. However, you know, you can do this and it kind of empowers you to be the best that you can be with this and take some ownership. And it's just it's been overwhelming to see how many people have really uh, latched onto that because, We've not only had teachers do it, which is what I expected, but we've had probably half of our paraprofessionals and teacher aides have done it as well. And we actually have a secretary in our school district who did it as well. She's level two. And honestly, I think she could wipe the floor with me. So she's pretty legit. So it's just kind of awesome. And she she had the best saying with it. Um, I said, you know, why, why is that something that you would want to do? Because I said, I hate to throw more work at you. And she said that I don't want a parent to call and have a question and me immediately say, oh, well, let me call Mr. Lurch or let me get Mrs. Bingle or let me do this. She said, I want to be able to answer some questions myself. So I thought that was pretty awesome. That's an amazing why. Um, yeah, it really is. And that's something I noticed during COVID. Um, I gained two more buildings this year. So I'm like in six, I would say. And the amount of emails I get now, um, because everyone knows as a tech coach, when COVID hit, it was crazy. <laughs> um, everyone wanted your attention and allowing teachers to process and Google their answers has kind of helped me focus more on instruction. So sometimes they might email me and I can't email right back. And then they'll email me back maybe 15 minutes later. Hey, I found the answer. And I think that's awesome, especially for a secretary to say, hey, I want to do this. So I don't have to just go to you all the time. And actually, one of the big goals Sarah and I have going forward is we want to empower the kids, too. So we've been talking a lot about we had big plans. Right. And then the pandemic threw all of those plans to the side. But we had big plans of doing this with a small group of students and kind of going through the process of certifying them, too, because, my, you know, our thought was 
gosh, you know, empowering a sixth grader like that, imagine what they can do with that as they go forward. And, you know, now I may end up apologizing to a lot of teachers when I say that this kid in your class knows more than you about Google and, and they're like correcting you. So, you know, maybe I should just like preface that by saying I apologize up front, but uh, that is, that was a goal we had this year. And then hopefully it's something we can do going forward, but uh, we'll just see how everything shakes out. I know. Yeah, I just had a seventh grade teacher. She goes, my kid, we'll see if seventh graders can do it. And I looked at her and I go, they were doing this back in fifth grade. Like I was there. I watched some of them do it. Like you're fine. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to our next segment, which is our meme and quote. So Sarah and David, did you bring a meme and quote? I did. I, I put it in the, uh, the form that we sent, but I can share it really quick. If one second. It's a Lord of the Rings and teaching meme, and I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And as all the kids say, no one watches that anymore, Mr. Lurch. And I'm like, it wasn't that long ago. Thank you. It says, um, do you really just ask if you have to write in complete sentences? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So my meme, of course, is um, Grumpy Cat, because I love Grumpy Cat. And he just says, congratulations on your soda certification get back to work and I feel like so often we are like hey good job and then we move on um where really we should celebrate those I've seen different people celebrate them by putting like a banner on Twitter or um a shout out in a weekly newsletter I've also seen I really wanted to do this and then COVID hit that's my excuse um they like print out these huge level one certification, like poster board size badges. And then you go to the classroom and get a picture with the teacher with it. Um, so I think that would be fun too to do. Lance. All right. So mine is it says computer science across the top. And first off, uh, I, I'm not a programmer. I don't work with computer science, uh, but I'm, I'm having to right now. So for those of you who don't know that is out there listening, Flash has completely died now. It has gone and died its last life, uh, finally. And it should have. Let, let's just put that out there. There are so many security hoes and things like that that it should have. But there is still educational content that's out there that still has Flash in it. All right. So uh, with our online school, we have a provider and you know how it is. We've got rid of all the flash out of everything. OK, well, flash dies. We believe these people and, and we're finding small little pieces here and there that still have it in there. So what I'm having to do is I'm having to go in and figure out what were those flash components? What were they doing and reprogram it? But again, I'm not a programmer. So I thought this one was uh, fitting. So this is one of those things of what my friends think I do, what my mom thinks that I do, society and all that. Uh, and it's got like the ones and zeros and all that. But then the last one is what I really do. And this is how I figure out all programming. I just go straight to Google. I punch in what I'm looking for, punch in some code. And then I find an example like what I'm wanting to do, and then I steal it. So Google, that's how we figure everything out. And I know Stephanie was talking about her teachers, them going to Google and figuring stuff out on their own. Uh, even my dad, who's in his mid-60s right now, is using Google and YouTube to figure things out. So Google is the answer generally. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Google is always the answer. And I was really bad. Like when I first started coaching, I would just copy and paste the answer and act like I came up with the answer. Um, and then I'm like, why do I do that? Like, I should just copy the help link from Edpuzzle and send it to them so they know it's from there. And it really did help other teachers become self-learners. All right, so we're going to go to our next session, um, which is something that I've learned this week that can be innovating for tomorrow. So David and Sarah, what's something that you've learned? 
Well, I so in the position I'm in now, I get to uh, attend a lot of trainings. And one of the things that I had the chance to check out this week that I'm kind of obsessed with right now is Wakelet as a tool, just as a, as a way to share a lot of links and a lot of uh, resources through that. Because my Google Keep is 3,000 notes long of things that I want to save on my phone. And uh, so as, but then it makes me feel good because I cross it off, right? So then I can say, well, I did 1500 things this year. And my wife is like, that's a little unnecessary, Dave. And so, which she's probably right. But so Wakelet has actually been this thing that's like more visual for me. And so uh, we actually just met this week to talk about uh, our plans for Black History Month. Every school district's different in the way that they're setting up virtual or in-person or remote learning. We are hybrid right now, but we're going to go fully in person with every kid back four days a week. How long that lasts, I don't know. That could be four days and then we're back to remote and then we're back to hybrid. But uh, so we've been trying to think of a good way to compile a list of a lot of resources and that literally just dropped into my lap. And so we're all kind of collaborating this big joint uh, resource list for everybody. So that's my thing that I've learned this week for sure. Very cool. I love Wakelet. It's such a good resource. Sarah, anything that you've learned this week that you could share? Yes, um, I actually have a couple. So one, um, it's not so much a resource, but um, I had a group of third graders come in. Our third graders, they have not been one-to-one before this year, and they haven't had Gmail addresses or anything like that before. And I had them come in fully prepared to have to like read off their email addresses. And one of the girls knew hers, and she was just over the moon excited for herself. Like I finally remembered it and she had a little acronym to remember her password and it was just a huge win for her. And so, you know, something that seems so simple for the rest of us was just such a big deal to her. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, Just a little reminder that, you know, no matter how big or small the wins are, it's great that our, you know, to see them in our students. Um, As far as a resource goes, Dave actually showed me this one this morning and I had our kids try it today. It was, um, oh gosh, Blob Opera. So that was awesome. I don't know if you guys have checked that out before, but it's uh, it's pretty awesome. The kids move these little blobs up and they sing the opera. It's all Google um, generated. It's pretty cool. That sounds really fun. I'll have to look at that. Um, so my share this week is Number Mania. I am obsessed with Edu Protocols. And Number Mania is one of those. And it's the end product is like an infographic. However, how the kids get to that infographic is a little different. And every single student just has to find one fact. I hate research projects. And so every kid just finds one fact. They enter the one fact on a Google form and then you share the spreadsheet with all of the students and they can use all of those facts from their classmates to create an infographic. Um, So I provided all of the blogs and template resources that you could possibly need, but it's just a really fun, quick activity for kids to look up facts, find the facts, and then share them together and create infographics. Lance? Oh, oh sorry. I was playing with Blob Opera. The, the, greatest, <laughs> the greatest thing I can tell you about Blob Opera, too, is it blocks Stephanie's voice out while, while she was talking. So I just completely Aww. ignored her the whole time. No, I'm, <laughs> I kind of, that, that's kind of true, but I don't mean as mean as that sounded. All right. So, so my share for the week. One thing that, that I found is most of you know, I am a distance learning teacher like David. Uh, I teach Algebra 2 to 8th grade students every day right here from my desk. They're usually in their buildings. Some of them are at home right now. They're joining me through Zoom. And I use this 75-inch panel back here to teach them from. Well, 
most of you probably know this, but I travel a lot. I do a lot of Google trainings across the United States. I just got back from Michigan, actually. And, and this guy is kind of heavy and hard to move around. So I found something that I can take with me and travel with. So this is called the ViewSonic ID1330. All right. So this guy works off, for the ones of you that are here with us, works off USB-C. So I can plug USB-C straight into my computer. First off, this becomes a external monitor for me. So I've got a secondary monitor, 13.3 size that I can do, but also it comes with a stylus and it's pinpoint accurate. So like a Wacom tablet, I can write right on the top of the screen there. It follows along with me. And then I have programmable buttons over here to the side, like for my erasers and my shape tools and all that. Being in high school math, having those shape tools, it works great. But this fits in my backpack. So when I travel now, I can just plug straight into this thing through USB-C and I can teach right from this guy. I've got a video in the show notes there for people to see me teaching my class through Zoom. I was actually at my house in my kitchen teaching with this. And I didn't have to have the panel there with me. If you don't have USB-C on your computer, you can use the HDMI that's right here plus a USB-A and it works the same way. So I thought this was pretty cool. I've had it for about a week now. And it's made traveling on the road, teaching remotely, a whole lot easier. I wish you all could see the actual video because this is definitely a podcast, Lance. And he was totally selling the product and showing it off. Well, they can watch the video on the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were doing such a great job behind the scenes and they won't be able to see that. You were so, he was like modeling it and everything. The video on the show notes is just as good. Go watch it. Go to our website at getinspiredandinnovate.com and you can see the show notes there. We'll have to make like a gif out of that or something. It was very well framed. I was really impressed. It was. He was even pointing out how you connect to it, the HDMI cord, the U. That's like a that's like a teaching thing as you use your oh. hands though i know i do oh. that all the time myself hold on a second david stephanie's talking i gotta go back to this uh this opera thing and, and play oh. with it a little more hey what um, hey it was yeah the the opera thing the blob opera was great though because they were like singing in harmony and everything together and it's like oh my gosh all right i'm gonna close this out of here <laughs> Thanks, well, thank Stephanie. you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate today. We hope you enjoyed the show and you are thinking about what happens after one-to-one. What do I do? And share with us um, what your next steps are after going one-to-one. We would love to hear how districts um, deal with that. And David, how can people connect with you? I am on Twitter at Mr. Lurch Class. Uh, I, I do some tweeting on there about school. Most of the time it's about Star Wars or the Mandalorian, if I'm being honest uh, lately, but I do, I do both. So it's like a Star Wars and a, and a uh, school mix. And Sarah, how can um, our guests connect with you? Uh, my Twitter is Sarah Ellen zero zero um, a Twitter, and I will have nothing about Star Wars on there. So you can follow me. Yeah, don't don't follow David. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. And definitely check out that video of Lance because he was definitely selling it behind the scenes. And we look forward to talking to you on our next episode. Thanks again.